You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Up Your Brave show with Natalie Cutler-Welsh. And this week, we're talking about holistic health. I'm so thrilled to introduce my next guest. We have Rachel Shields. She is from the PHA, and we're going to be diving into the topic of the power of holistic and integrated health. Welcome, Rachel. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to interview you. For those of you that haven't met Rachel before, I'm going to read her bio, but I did interview her a couple of months back about the PHA. It's on my Rumble channel, which I don't really talk about a lot, but that was a great interview. It got tons of listens. Um, And we're talking again about the PHA, and I can't wait to hear how much it's grown since then. Yeah, grown. Very, (laughs) definitely grown. For those of you that don't know Rachel, Rachel is one of the coordinators for the PHA, which is the People's Health Alliance New Zealand, along with Alexia, which started in July last year, and it's growing each week. It is exponential. There are currently 23 hubs, holistic health hubs throughout New Zealand, um, and of course, worldwide, which Rach can elaborate on. Rachel is also a photographer for over 20 years, now specializing in people and interiors, her favorite jobs are documenting people's lives, telling their stories through photos, either magazines, social media, or families to share with family overseas. Rachel also creates large photographic artwork. I'm keen for you to tell us how large. Um, And to complete the balance, she's an NLP master practitioner, which is neuro-linguistic programming, empowering people through making changes to the neural pathways to help break through habits, barriers, and beliefs, enabling them to thrive in many areas of their life. I'm so excited to have you here, Rach. (laughs) Thanks, Natalie. Well, before we dive into the PHA, I would love to know, or for you to share with our listeners, how have the last three years been for you? Wow. Okay. That's, that's a big question and a really interesting one. Um, lots of change, lots of change. Um, it's been, it's interesting. I'm actually quite grateful (laughs) for the way the three years have turned out. I've done a lot of delving, had my eyes um, opened wide. And it was also a chance to listen to all the niggles within that I've grown up with. I'm not sure about, um, you know, the health system that we're in. And always kind of thinking, God, there's got to be a better way. has to be a better way. Well, when the COVID hit and, yeah, it, it just... I did a lot of research, a lot of reading. I searched out specialists around the world. Um, And so when the PHA come along, it just made sense that this is what we need. We need um, our communities to be, you know, making decisions for our own health and not to be told what is good for us and what isn't good for us. And I, yeah, it changed me hugely. I've really kind of come home to myself, you know, really figured out what it is that, makes me thrive and empowers me. Um, So I'm actually grateful (laughs) for the last three years for that. It is so good to see, um, you know, we talk about silver linings. It is good to see when positive things come out of a challenging time. Mm. You're such a, you know, you're such an advocate or a patriot for holistic health, but you do it in such a non-confrontational you're so approachable like your tone in the manner even the way that you speak and I think that's part of the reason why you're I mean you're so busy leading this group that just grows and grows um but you're making a massive impact and I wanted to I wanted to personally thank you for that oh thank you 
And I know you have, a, you look, I mean, you're a mother of, uh, you know, two, two or two, two kids. Um, so you're busy in that realm, but you've got so many people, hundreds, probably thousands of people that kind of look to you now um, in terms of the PHA. So let's go to the PHA. Can you give us a little bit of history? Because it's not just New Zealand, like it's all over the world and it's doing well. So um, can you just let us know what is the PHA? How does it work? Oh, PHA is amazing. So I'll just start with, there's two of us that um, coordinate PHA in New Zealand, and that's uh, myself and Alexia. Um, and we're just really busy, which is a good sign that this is exactly what the people want. And um, and we're just helping them to achieve that in their own communities. Now, the PHA is the People's Health Alliance. Um, that started um, oh, it's about 15 months ago. Um, they've just had an official birthday in May. That started in England. And I come across this and just thought, oh, my gosh, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. We just need to roll this out. And it's set up by a wonderful woman, Catherine McBean, who she knew we were going to be in this situation. She knew 20 years ago. So she's had a lot of time to think about how do we slow this down? How do we stop the intended changes to our society? Um, yeah. And so the People's Health Alliance is just perfect. It's about um, empowering communities to come together, teaching them to come together and holding space for all of those health practitioners within your community, either alternative or allopathic, and bringing them together so that we kind of integrate our health. So we don't just have one option of going to a GP and a GP looks at a computer and the computer tells the GP what medication to give for whatever symptoms. We want a holistic approach and we want we want choices. We want to explore um, what the services those practitioners offer and figure out, you know, what works for us because what works for you might not necessarily work for me. Like I respond really well to acupuncture. My daughter does not, <laughs> you know? Um, so the, the People's Health Alliance was more about supporting. If we can bring the community together and, you know, provide a space for these practitioners to come together so that it's, you know, the community has an input, they have a say, um, and that space could then be run uh, affordably with help from the community. Therefore, practitioners can lease space affordably. Therefore, we can pass on treatments and services to people at an affordable rate. Therefore, people can maintain their health as they go, not wait until it's a problem that's so bad that they need more um, serious intervention. So that's the whole point of it. And that's going to expand. It's not just going to be um, the health you know, it's already expanded into food and farming. Um, they're looking at education. They're looking at um, care, our, you know, for, for our elderly, elderly, you know, looking at um, changing the way care homes are set up. Um, there's, there's so much more to it than that, than just being a health hub. Yeah, because I feel like holistic health hubs are not the new concept but what is new is I think this integrated approach. Can you talk, what do you mean by integrating holistic and allopathic medicine? Just can you break those terms down for our listeners? Yeah, so you, we, want, we want doctors and nurses. Uh, I mean, there are doctor, many doctors and nurses out there already that can see that there's more than one way to treat a person. 
and they know that there are other therapies out there, but they're in the work that they're in, the majority of them have to stick with, so say if they're in a hospital, they stick with what they are told um, to work with, which is mainly your pharmaceutical industry, where if you've got doctors and nurses that understand how alternative therapists work, then that's integrated. You've got, you know, trained in a medical way, but then they're aware of uh, what other treatments are out there that could help certain conditions so that the go-to doesn't need to be um, a drug. It could be, um, you know, various modalities, a combination. It doesn't have to be one thing. They're aware that everybody responds. So your trained medical doctors and nurses would then understand how alternative therapists work and different therapies and and encourage um, people to try them. So it's more of an understanding. It's more not one way. It's 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 all. It's covering everything. Therefore, we've got choices for everyone in the mm. community. Because some people love their alternative therapists and will only go alternative therapists. And other people have got one foot in both camps. So if we bring it together and they work together and they understand each other more. And that's I love it. Perfect. And also some people will never have gone, you know, holistic, but because exactly. there's there's allopathic doctors or nurses there at the some of the physical locations which we'll talk about in a moment they might go in and then they'll be like okay you know i'll give whatever it might be reflexology a go if you think that'll help um so they'll maybe have their eyes open to a few other modalities they never would have come across exactly and that's what's wonderful so if you're if your doctors and nurses and gps um if they understand all of those therapies and what's available to them again in your community so start with you within your community if they understand that then they can say, okay, if someone's coming in with, say, um, gut issues and that's affecting their day-to-day well-being, you know, you can take a step back and go, okay, what's affecting you? Do you need to see um, a nutritionist or a naturopath or maybe acupuncture or is it stress-related? Give some, you, you know, you're taking a step back and looking at all things that can affect that one person and figuring out which thing it is, which is the biggest thing that's affecting that gut issues because it's not necessarily something in the gut it mm-hmm. could be the state of mind that it's affecting the gut just for an ex- you know for example um yeah so a whole body approach and trying to get to the root of the problem which is not necessarily as it seems like for example you know my skin is not amazing at the moment well it's because i've been looking at my hormones and my thyroid so it's detoxing it's not that i need to get like better makeup or like a different like cleanser yeah, <laughs> for my skin yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. Um, and it's and it's also educating people. We want these hubs to be, you know, informing people and educating them of all of these different modalities. And again, how the body works, because we, I think many people have got out of touch with how the body works and the various things that can affect us day to day, you know. Um, so that's another reason why if the communities are by these hubs, we can we can educate and inform and hold um, discussions. Um, and, and even like we can bring in cooking, you know, good nourishing food, start with the basics. It's teaching people those things as well. The basics, as well as, you know, you, the complementary therapies that they're never going to hear of, you know, we've got um, ozone therapy, we've got um, uh, various healing modalities, um, cranial osteopathy. There's so many. So it's enabling hubs to even speak to each other and have, you know, whatever local hubs that you have, uh, you know, talk, people could come from other hubs that are close by and come and talk into your hub and talk about what they do. So it's 
it's again, it's educating people and the possibilities of what they could be doing for themselves. Okay. So if people are listening and some people listening will be holistic practitioners or nurses or doctors, and they might think, okay, well, this sounds cool, but I already have my clinic set up. I don't need to go and join some other. So I just want to make it clear so that everyone's on the same page. Um, is people can already be set up in a practice, either working online, working at a physical place, and they can come under the banner. And I'm putting my arms across like an umbrella yeah. under the banner of the PHA. They don't have to like suddenly move locations or right. Is that accurate? Yeah. And what we say is we never say that they're under an umbrella because we we like to think of it as a level playing field. And okay. and PHA they're not you know reinventing the wheel. And the wonderful thing about New Zealand is there are so many of these practices already up and running and and many integrated doctors. I guess the theory behind this, the way that they're rolling out with PHA is we want um, more of community input or these centres providing what the community needs. And it's kind of a a PHA hub would be like an open doors uh, clinic. Um, You don't need to change anything if you already have a clinic up and running. You can just... Uh, be part of the PHA and be affiliated to the PHA mm-hmm. um, so that our members can find those people within the community. Um, and it also is empowering for many people around New Zealand. It encourages people to set up hubs in their area or, you know, that they may not have anything at the moment rather than rely on, you know, the nearest city. It encourages people just to set things up in where they are. Um, you don't need to change anything about the way that you run your your business if you've already got an alternative practice set up um but what we do ask is that some treatments could be made more affordable so that they're within the range of more people sure how does that work well with the hubs um with with the community hubs that have been set up you have what we we try what we encourage is a social fund pot so that any funds raised by the community or any um, extra funds that are given for treatments will go into a pot. So if anybody needs some treatment and is really struggling financially for various reasons or need a lot of treatments to get them through a certain phase of ill health, then this the practitioners can dip into the social fund pot to pay for the treatment um, so that these people can still receive treatment, the practitioners can still receive a payment for their services. Um, and usually they're found in England when they're, they're rolled, when they started to roll this out, that 85% of people who received those treatments either came back with money when they had it and popped it back in the social, the social fund pot, or they sent paying customers to the hub because they were so impressed with the treatment and they really felt felt held. Mm. I loved the fact that it was more of a heart-based um, way of running a health practice or an alternative hub that they they came back. And, and that's what, it's almost like the services that you offer as a community hear about them and support them. It sends a ripple effect through the community. The community feel held whether they're having regular treatments or not because they know that something's there. You know, and it also provides peace of mind because many many people are struggling with waiting lists at gp surgeries or waiting to see nurses for um to have wounds changed um post surgery so it 
there's many more things that the hub offers. You know, you don't have your waiting list. You have options of treatments that you you can get um, without waiting. And it hasn't, it, it's a comfort knowing that it's there. And it's not just alternative therapists. You might have like, like myself, NLP, uh, counsellors, um, other things, other providers. Um, and we have people, like we've, we've, one of the hubs that we've set up locally the in Oratia, we've set this up urgently. An amazing group of people have come together and provided free treatments for those people who have been really badly affected by the storms on the West Coast. Mm. Um, some of them have still got homes that are red-stickered. They can't go home. Um, there's a lot of trauma there. So we provide free treatments for those people affected and they come in and some of them are just in tears because they can't believe that a group of people that they don't know have got together and thought, how do we support our community through this? Let's do a pop-up hub one day a week, five hours, and invite people in for a free session. Now, for other people in the area can come in for a session and then they pay a koha, mm-hmm. um, which again makes it enables this project to be extended for as long as possible because then we can pay for the, the, the space that we're hiring. Um, and again, that's community supporting community. Those people that come in for a treatment and pay a koha are supporting us to enable the space to run for longer, then supports people who are in desperate need. And many of them come in and, and say, just knowing that you're here has given me a mental strength to, to get through this. And that's that's huge to feel like there's members in your community that have got your back should you need it. I mean, we still encourage them to come in for some treatment, <laughs> but um, even the fact that we're there. So that's and I think fine. that is what it's about, I think, is, well, there is a bit of a transformation happening in the health system at the moment. And particularly mm. over the past three years, a number of people, including myself, have lost a certain level of trust and confidence in the traditional medical system. Yeah. Okay. Let's be fair. I've always been open to holistic stuff, but even more so now I am. But so I love that we can, or the PHA can be there to I guess, catch people if they fall, you know, if they are really have had a hard time, like the people that you mentioned. So it can be reactive or responsive, but also proactive because like you said earlier, maintaining your health, not just going to seek help when you are run down, burnt out, sick or stressed. Exactly. And to teach people about those options and to you know, teach them about health and food that they eat or, um, you know, acupuncture might just help them to sleep better, which makes them a better human being all around, which has a ripple effect through families. Um, all of those things. That's why it's important to educate as we go as well, to have all these um, uh, practitioners held within a space. Uh, it's key. It's key. And you're right. We don't want people to wait if they've got a niggle or their backs out or they're struggling with a sore back and have done for months and months. Go see someone. You don't need to go to a GP. There are other options, you know, try an an osteopath or acupuncture. What I've found is there's so much wisdom in the room, (laughs) meaning, you know, across New Zealand, there's so many people that have years of experience. When we had a a catch up in my, I'm I'm in the Central East, um, Central East Auckland PHA telegram group. And we had a catch up in person and specifically two amazing women that came along that just had, you know, 30 years experience in their mm-hmm. area of expertise in holistic health. And, and one or two of them were retired, but they were like, I just want to give back. I just want to help where I can. 
Um, and it's, it's like, that's the wisdom we want. And I know when you talked about also teaching skills, like life skills, bringing in some people that are, well, they're, might be elderly and they might be older, but they have some amazing wisdom and life skills that maybe we could pair them with some teenagers. And suddenly the teenager, teenagers are getting this wisdom passed down that they might otherwise not have received. Exactly. And that's something that we, we you know, we talked about at length because we're both passionate about. Um, and that's how I see these hubs and they are going to change. It's not going to be PHA. It's going to be more like a, a people's alliance mm-hmm. with large community spaces. And, and that is key for for both of us is having spaces where our teenagers can come in and have a space that they can own and hang out in uh, and a space just to be themselves away from home that's safe for them and to bring in our elders as well you know this amazing wealth of knowledge in our community you know they bring them in and get them teaching our young people you know I've heard of um, um, a group where this community space was handed over to this community group and there's a team of retired engineers and they're training young kids who maybe would usually struggle at school, struggle with the coursework because sitting down at a desk is not for them. And they're, they're giving them, they're teaching them life skills that will enable them to go on and get a job. Um, so things like that, this isn't, this doesn't just stop as a, this, you know, it doesn't just stay as a health hub or stop there. It is going to be an expanse of what the community needs it's going to expand and meet those needs and yeah and that's the bit that excites me because our teenagers mm. are struggling and are really lost and also mental health is a big aspect we're really kind of pushing out mental health well uh, you mentioned all- earlier wait lists and that's one area where the wait lists are are really out of control so are you mm-hmm. saying the people that are on the wait list for mental health in the meantime maybe they can go to the pha and get seen sooner Oh my goodness me, for sure. The other thing is that we've discovered um, with, and again, this comes down to educating people, with the pop-up pub in Oratia, we've had a few people come in that have been really, really low. You know, one of them was suicidal, um, which is, you know, it's a, it's a huge concern because, you know, you, you we need to help these people. And where do you start? So, for example, somebody had come in and had a cranial osteopath uh, session what what that had done had really kind of leveled out this guy's emotions and their body it's almost like the cranial session brought the person back into their body um worked on the heart the structure and then it was afterwards she just said to me hey this this practitioner come to me and said hey could you um give this guy an NLP session because I think what we've done is we've calmed his system so much that we think he's so grounded that she would just try a session and see what happens and see if the treatments go hand in hand. So we did. And he, he was, he was kind of looking around because we'd done this NLP session and it's like, he's this weight that he'd been carrying this, um, all of these, the busyness in his head, the thoughts that he'd been carrying around, um, the weight of it had gone and he was physically like kind of looking around as if he said that's massive there's been such a big change he felt so different and he came in the week after so he's been in three weeks in a row and had the same thing either cranial osteopathy or a, a reiki healing session um and then some nlp and what we're finding is it's we're, we're enabling we re for me i am reaching those pathways much quicker and because he's in such a state of calm from these therapies, he's able to make the change. His mind is still enough to be able to access 
you know, the subconscious and make those changes in the pathways. And he's just like, he comes in and he just says, I need to raise money for you guys because he feels so different and he feels so positive. Um, we wouldn't have found that out if we hadn't done a pop-up pub with mm-hmm. all practitioners in one large room sharing the space. We wouldn't have discovered that. So that's helping us to gauge how we move forward with the mental health. You know, yes, we need therapies um, and some people respond really well to psychologists, but my training for my NLP come from a guy who was a psychologist who had done some NLP training thinking he would use it for 15 to 20% of his clients, ended up using it for 97% of his clients and having way more success. So stopped doing the psychology, continued with the NLP and now trains people in NLP. So with these hubs, we could be combining treatments for the body and the mind and seeing quite, um, we could have a big impact on the mental health issues that our teenagers are currently facing. You know, with these waiting lists, we could be Mm. offering so much help. Because people are more and more realizing the link between the body and the mind and how sometimes you think, oh, well, I've got like me, a sore shoulder, but that actually does relate, you know, to some emotional things. So looking at the the holistic approach, which is what it's all about. So Rachel, like if someone, for example, if someone's like, oh, you know, is there a PHA in Dunedin? Cause my cousin lives down there and do they have someone that does NLP? That's part of it. Right. So not so much a directory, but because they're not under the umbrella, but they're associated with the PHA, yeah. people yeah. can kind of look for the PHA in their nearby local area. Or if they're traveling, they may go, oh my gosh, I'm traveling. I'm in Queenstown. I need a Reiki practitioner. They can find one that's associated with the PHA. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So the website, which is the-pha.nz, if you go to the website, it explains more about the PHA and how we are integrating um, allopathic and alternative. And and it also, there's a lot of videos on there to explain how it started and um, a lot more information about on the PHA, but we have a hubs page. Now, if you go to that hubs page, there's a map so you can see exactly where uh, the hubs are. We're just working on a practitioner's directory. So we've just rolled out the test phase. So we've sent it to one hub just to double check that we've got all the forms right. Um, and we'll start gathering information. So people can either jump on the main PHA telegram page and ask the question there, hey, I'm in Queenstown, I need a a, a Reiki practitioner and somebody can reply. But it also means that we'll have a team of uh, PHA helpers who can access that database and get contacts to people uh, more quickly rather than relying on people jumping on Telegram and passing on their information. So yeah, that's another thing that we want to do is to to enable people wherever they are to access these treatments. Yeah. So good. And whether they've got a hub up and running, because I must say that even though we have 23 hubs, they're in various stages. Um, so most of them are hubs online to start with while they're building their community and looking for spaces um, to, to work from. And then many of the practitioners that are in the PHA, many of them already have their own space. So they can work within their own space. And as a hub becomes established, they could do both, be in their own space and then come into the hub and work in the hub for part of that time. So it's all very flexible and organic. And also online? Yep, online. So many people work online. Yeah. Right. So that that's great. So whether they're whether they can physically get to a place which is I think ideal, but otherwise there's there's the online stuff. Um Rich, can you give us some examples, like one or two of actual locations that are up and running 
and and maybe two that are different. Like one might be located in an old house and someone's helping pay the rent and that makes it affordable. And the other one's located, I don't know, in a center. Like, can you just give one or two examples of ones that are up and running? Yep. So there's, um, there's well, so Oratia is a pop-up hub. They're open one, one day a week. Um, there is, we had a pop-up hub in Hawke's Bay and they're searching for another space to have that up and running. Again, that was to help people affected um, in Hawke's Bay. We have in the Bay of Plenty. Um, in fact, I need to check in with Bay of Plenty again. So they had um, uh, a house donated to the, well, it was the ground floor of a house. So they had four practitioner rooms donated to them to use, uh, which was wonderful. Um, and the guy lived upstairs and they just had, so for six months, they had almost uh, no rent and then they just pay a low rent because this guy's so passionate about having a hub within the community. So that's um, they have plenty. Um, and then there in Wellington, there was an existing practice. So he that's in Lower Hut. And one day a week, he opens up as PHA within his practice. And then we've got other um we've got other wellness hubs who are joining forces and aligning with us. So there will be, um, you know, they will align with, align with PHA and they may not change their name or some of them do change their name to, you know, there's um, a wellness hub just north of uh, Kerry Kerry. And she's, her name's Michelle. She set up that hub in January and started and was aware of the PHA and was wondering, oh, what should I do? When should I jump in? Well, now she's jumped in. So she's already got the space um, and she's going to be a PHA hub, but she's already got that, that up and running. And she's had something built on her uh, on her property, which is perfect. So she doesn't have to worry about whether she's going to be moved on. Um, so that's a really good solid base. It's exciting. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. They, I guess that, yeah, that's right. Different shapes and sizes, depending on what's happening in the community. And it's all led by the people, which is cool. Um, and I always talk about how I help the people who help the people. And I know you've got so many people in that telegram group who are holistic practitioners and, and every day there's, you know, more than 10 or so people introducing themselves. So can you let us know, we'll get to the bit where we, we say, how do people connect? But if someone is listening and they want to jump on the telegram group, what do they search up for New Zealand? P-H-A and Z. If you go to the hubs, the website, which is the dash P-H-A dot N-Z, and mm-hmm. you go to the hubs page, Perfect. the top two links, and you can see them because it's separate to, to the rest of the hubs. If you click on those links, the top two, it takes you through to the New Zealand Telegram page, and it also takes you through to the notices page. Now, it's really good to join both because we like people to introduce themselves on the on the main uh, New Zealand Telegram page because we get to know where people are and what they do. It also helps people to find them. So say if somebody is thinking of setting up a hub, uh, a porta key, so we had an inquiry about a porta key, then they could go onto that um, website and search for people in that area and find people who are close by. So then they can kind of join forces and they're finding their tribe and that's their basis of a of a hub. So we like people to introduce themselves the notices channel is brilliant when you think, right, where's that Zoom link that I need? <laughs> that there's no chat and you can find the Zoom link um, really quickly. So that's okay. why it's good to join both. And then you could scroll down and see what local hubs um, are, are close by to you as well. 
Sounds good. So whether people are out there listening and they are a provider and they want to get, they want to find out more and maybe become part of it, or they are a potential customer, or maybe they have mm-hmm. like land or property, like they love the idea of it. They yeah. might not have money, but they can, they might have a, a venue that they can, they can um, donate for either a pop-up or a permanent. So you yeah. can get in touch yeah. on the website. Okay. Amazing. Definitely. And the other thing is that I've, I think you asked the question earlier on, we got sidetracked. Um, so PHA, it started in England, but it's spread to, it's now in um, 32 countries and the USA have just come on board, which means that they're really kind of rolling with it and encouraging communities to set up hubs. So that's exciting that it's so big. And another thing that um, is really important is there are so many um, Zooms that people can drop on each week, either in England or like here in New Zealand, we've teamed up with Australia and we do Wellness Wednesdays or Shine a Light, which is every other Wednesday evening. And you can hop on and speak to, um, uh, you know, you'll have a host, like we've had um, a doctor, Dr. Tracy Chandler, she did an amazing Zoom where she talked about how she treats people. We also had somebody who does tapping. We had uh, Nolene who does brain profiling. There's all these amazing people. So it's a great way of finding out who else is in New Zealand and Australia, who's doing what, and for you know practitioners and the community to learn from those people and figure out whether that kind of treatment or modality um, would benefit them or somebody they know. So that's another good reason to join the Telegram uh, groups because you hear all about these. I like that. So people might think, oh, I've heard of that, but before I book in, I want to learn a little bit more about it. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, Rach, I'm getting to the bit where I'm going to ask you some questions that I ask all of my guests, but I will, of course, at the end, ask you if there's anything else. So if you've got something else burning in your mind that you want to share with us about the PHA, um, you can definitely mention that. So up your brave, can you give us one example in the past year where you've uh, truly upped your brave? Maybe it's something that you've achieved or done or navigated through. Um, <laughs> so that's interesting because the biggest the biggest thing for me is is speaking is actually doing is speaking like this and doing interviews for the PHA um you know when I first come across it and Alexia uh had just set up the telegram channel and we joined forces to be coordinators I thought oh brilliant she's smart she's articulate she can be the talker and I'll just stay in the background and make the magic happen but no she's got a fear of speaking so it had to be me so this is definitely me up in my brave <laughs> And you've done that, I know, on multiple interviews, but also you came to that event that we held. And I know you've been to multiple where you come along and you talk about the PHA in person with everyone staring at you, which is a whole different experience. It is. I think I wobble and shake for about the first 15 minutes and then it's Greg's and I forget what I'm doing and I'm just talking. Yeah. Well, today you've just got thousands and thousands of people across (laughs) New Zealand listening to you. (laughs) Well, congratulations on upping your brave. That is it's it's obviously it's having an impact. So thank you for doing that. Um, the bucket list. What is one thing on your bucket list that you want to do, be, or experience in your lifetime? Oh, okay. That's interesting as well. Um, well, oh, there's a couple. So PHA, I'd love to see way more hubs. Maybe in a year, wouldn't it be wonderful if we had a hundred hubs? That would be awesome. Now that's a really good aim. To there you have. go. I'll write it down. Ah, brilliant. But if it was for me, my gosh, I'm thinking about me for once. Um, oh, I'd love to go to Japan. That's on my bucket list. I've never been. I'd love to go to Japan. So if anyone, I don't know where to go. I don't know whether it's a, you know, stay in one place or travel around. If anyone's got any tips, that would be awesome. You know, um, yeah, 
That's I love that. I think it's so important to have a vision for our cause, our mission, which for you at the moment is PHA, but also to have a few things for yourself that you want to um, do, be, or experience. So thank you for mentioning Japan. And by the way, listeners, if you have some intel on Japan, you can get in touch with Rach. So Rachel, what is coming up for you? I know in my intro, I mentioned that you do multiple things. You are a photographer, you do the NLP, and you're running PHA with Alexia. Um, how can people connect with you? Let's say if they want to learn more either about the NLP or the photography, where can they go? Oh my gosh. Yep. Um, so our website photography, um, my website is rachelshields.co.nz. Can you uh, spell because it's Rachel with no A, yes? Uh, yeah. So it's Rachel with just an E and Shields is I-E, not E-I, which a lot of people mm. make that mistake. It's quite funny, really. Um, and then the NLP is the same website, rachelshields.co.nz forward slash NLP. And okay. that just takes you to the NLP page. And then the photography, there's, yeah, you can see photographs. You can see the artwork, the large prints. So well, I can see your work behind you on the video, but they, won't be, <laughs> they can, they'll have to go to the website, rachelshields.co.nz. It's R-A-C-H-E-L, shields.co.nz to look at the photography or the NLP. Um, so we yeah, have Rach, what is coming up for you? Like what is, what is the next three months, six months bring? Um, oh, balance is my key mantra word at the moment, um, because I still need to work and the PHA is getting so busy, which is really exciting. Um, so I guess it's expand the team that's helping to, you know, do all we do with setting up these hubs throughout New Zealand. We've got some good, uh, community talks coming up. Um, I'm going to be giving a talk in Ponsonby on Sunday, um, heading up to Madakana to meet a wellness clinic up there and also a retreat. So again, looking at how do we roll out these this mental health, could we roll out mental health workshops? Could we hold retreats? So it's that there's so much happening that um yeah, yeah. So just to trying to figure out how we move forward with everything and get the right people on board. That so that would be the PHA. Sure. And to be and to get ahead of the needs, because I feel like that's what you guys yes. are really good at doing. You're seeing what the trends that are coming, getting ahead of the needs. So you're ready when when people come knocking on the door. Yes, yes, definitely. And and, and it's it's key to have when we bring people on board who really understand the PHA, it's just amazing. We can achieve so much and, and the work happens uh, so much more quickly. And we've also got quite a few workshops coming up. We've teamed up with some people um we've got Nikita who is based in England and she's an amazing midwife who's supporting midwives to you know bring back a more holistic approach to midwifery um so she's going to give a talk and we're actually joining forces with um a midwives group group over in New Zealand so we're we're joint hosting this zoom discussion so again educating and um giving options for moving forward and then supporting people moving forward and there's also another woman who's put together um uh, a, a package that we think midwives and nurses could do this training and it adds another string to their ball which means that they can step into a hub with um some more options uh, of work for the community so that's another thing so yeah lots of things <laughs> just keeping a, a float natalie and getting the balance is 
Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's the thing, balance, because I know so many people in the current system, you know, doctors and nurses, so overworked, yeah. so ridiculous yeah. hours, like sometimes yeah. possibly not, not, you know, not safe, meaning that the, the length of the shifts, the number of the ratio yeah. to patients and all the things. So I feel like um, this is a good option for people who can't, you know, they can't operate in that system anymore, but they, and they want to be, you're, you're about education and support. Um, they want to come together and look at a few other modalities as well. And we have had lots of doctors and nurses come to us um, and say, this is what we need because they've, and they've talked to us about the system breaking um, and crumbling and just the stress. It's just not, you know, people are distraught because, you know, even in England, the NHS system, I've, I've grown up with that and all my family are in it. And it's an amazing amazing system but it's just been run into the ground there's there's just too many cracks whereas this is like a we can this can run parallel to that and we have doctors and nurses eager to see where this goes like will this lead to cottage hospitals you know we can take back what we can start to make decisions for ourselves and think actually yeah cottage hospital is a good idea okay how do we make that happen rather than rely on these massive hospitals where they don't seem to be running efficiently. Yes, we need surgeries and we need operating theatres. Um, but, you know, to bring things back to the community, that just helps them to do their job. They could be working more at convenient hours um, and not slogged. Mm. <laughs> Nobody wants to be slogged, do they? No. Well, it'll be really fascinating to touch base with you as things grow over the next three months. Um I've been wanting to be involved in a hub. I know I'm busy with lots of things, but um, if anyone else is listening and you want to get involved, obviously you can get in touch on the website. Um, Hey, Rach, before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to mention to our listeners? I think we've covered everything. I think, yeah. Great. I can't think. (laughs) (laughs) So at the moment, is it 23 currently around New Zealand? Is that right? 23 in New Zealand. There's already ripples of a few more that would be up and running in the next couple of weeks. Um, More affiliates coming on board. It's just really exciting. And like I say, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're just, Mm. it's just what's needed. And people are um, aware of that. And when they hear about it, they go, yeah, actually, yeah, this is me. Um, It's great. Yeah, it's growing. It's growing and it needs to, and it's wonderful. That's amazing. All right, we're going to wrap it up, but I would, I'm going to play a song in, in a few minutes um, mm-hmm. that you've chosen. So tell us what your song is and why. Oh, so this is interesting. When you said choose a song, there are so many options and I've enjoyed this last week just going through uh, various music and having friends, uh, wonderful friends recommend music. So this one today is a new one for me, but it just summed it up. Uh, that whole um, the PHA and the the possibilities um, and the excitement of it, and it's called the song's called "You're It" by Wookie Foot, which I've never heard of before. And my my lovely mate Bex um, recommended this, and I listened to it, and I was like, "Yes, this is it," because it talks about how we can go within and we can move on and we can break free. We don't need to be in fear. We can we can do it the way that we want. Uh, we can create what we know is needed. And that's the message that I took from this. And it's a really upbeat song. And when I heard it, I was literally dancing around the kitchen going, yeah, this is it. This is the energy. This is the energy that I want to, um, yeah, push out. All right. So, so for those listening soon, you too can be dancing around your kitchen, listening <laughs> to that song. And yeah, it is all about possibilities and excitement. Um, thank you, Rach, to you, but also to Alexia and also to the 
I'm going to say thousands. It's m- probably more than hundreds of the thousands of people that are involved in the PHA, um, well, around the world, but in New Zealand specifically. Shout out to everybody who's doing amazing work in that area. Um, Rachel, thank you for chatting with us today. Oh, thank you, Natalie. You're awesome. Thanks, honey. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.